0: I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, Visionary. I'm so glad you're here. hello visionaries and welcome to another episode and week of creating the vision i have today with me one of the coolest people (laughs) she is a marriage coach wife and mom of three she helps moms and parents simplify communication in their marriage so they can feel seen and heard and be able to work together as a team to resolve conflict so they spend less time arguing, and more time actually enjoying their relationship as they navigate parenthood. I think that's something we all can benefit from. She believes that marriage isn't hard. It just has hard moments. And once you have the skills to handle relationship challenges, this can be true for anyone. Through her podcast, courses, and coaching programs, which we are going to be discussing today, she helps parents learn the essential skills to have a happy and healthy marriage they can feel proud to model to their kids. I am so excited to introduce this week's guest, Michelle Perda. We actually met through a mutual contact and friend and a couple of weeks ago I was on her podcast. Now she's coming on mine and the cool dynamic of what we both do is really helping people create that vision. But I think when it comes to couples, oh my goodness, Michelle one, welcome, and then two, Tell us the number one conversation couples need to have, but aren't having.
1: Yeah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation because, you know, after my own experiences, as well as helping my clients through their very, very common marriage challenges, I noticed that all of them were not having this one conversation that my husband and I happened to have before getting married. Okay. And from this conversation that we've been able to have, I truly feel like it has minimized the arguments. It's created a, a really strong sense of like trust and alignment with each other. So we feel like we're on the same page. We're working together towards the same goals. And I really feel like why aren't more couples having this conversation? Because all these like surface level things, like, oh, why did you do that? Or why aren't you doing this? And how, you know, all these things don't have to even be a thing in your marriage. If you have this one conversation and it is all about creating a family vision. So like when I found out what you did, I was like, oh my gosh, like we have to talk about this because this is game changing for all marriages. Yes.
0: I agree. I agree. It is something that we focus on as a family. And you and I talked, you know, we vision board as a family, But we we set goals as a family, we set goals individually, but specifically as a couple, like we had to model that behavior before we started having a family. We had to identify what our goals were as individually as Maria, you know, individually as Dan, my husband, and then together what we wanted to accomplish. And honestly, which we've talked about this, I know you and I have just offline talked about this. My assumption has always been like, well, everyone must do this but they don't. Right?
1: Nope. (laughs) Sad, but that's why we're here, right? We're going to help change that. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you have, and you have a program and a course Mm -hmm. that walks couples through this What is throughout this course, I guess, what is the kind of the overarching theme, the advice that you're giving? Like how do couples kind of start to even have this conversation if it's something that maybe they're uncomfortable about? Because I often think back to like my own parents relationship and maybe the things they did or didn't talk about. So if if it wasn't something that maybe people grew up with, then how do they know how to instill this in their own relationship?
1: Yeah. So the incredible thing about creating a family vision is that you're not sitting here complaining about the things that you don't like. Instead, you're talking about what it is that you want. So you're not criticizing your partner in the process. You're just saying, hey, this is what I've always seen and wanted for my life as an individual. You know, this is how I wanted my life to look like as a family. This is what I wanted to look like. How about you? Like, how do you see your individual life playing into the larger scale or vision of things like with our family with our marriage and then you kind of just like a venn diagram right you've got those those Mm -hmm. circles and then there's that intersection where do we align here and where are the differences and are these differences really huge can we find a compromise can we figure out a new way and it kind of brings about a really nice conversation to kind of challenge the way you both grew up, because we all grow up differently, right? We all come from different family cultures. And so understanding that each family, as new ones are created, right? Like as soon as you get married, you're now a new family. You get to create, okay, how does our family work? What What's the culture that we're creating? What's the vision that we're working towards? And when you can establish that and get on the same page with that, right? It doesn't have to be like, every single thing but the core things are important then all the decisions that come up the little ones you can just like okay what did we say we wanted does it help us get closer to that or does it get farther away from that and then it becomes a, a just a simple decision okay it's not is it worth it are we okay kind of just like veering off course a little bit do we need to make some tweaks to our vision like as we learn our, about ourselves through life and just experiences or, okay, that's a hard no. And then you realign yourself. It just like simplifies life relationships so much better and makes life easier. And I'm just so grateful that we had this conversation and it like blows my mind, just like you, right? That people aren't doing this. And even though you're already married, you already have kids, it's not too late. Right. You can mm-hmm. still be like, okay, let's hit the timeout. <laughs> let's hit pause and take some time to figure out, okay, what are we actually working towards? And it's almost like how we all have like images in our mind of how life is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. As as women, mm-hmm. sometimes we kind of grow up as girls, like, oh, we have this fairy tale like picture in our mind of how things will work. Yep. But when we don't actually take the time to paint that picture out, not Literally, unless you're an artist, right? I'm not (laughs) one. I like do stick figures, and they suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Same. You can draw stick figure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, ask me to play telestrations, and it's like the funniest thing. No one knows what I'm drawing. Anyway, (laughs) Um, you have to have some kind of way to express or share what that vision is. Otherwise, you're going to keep bumping heads with each other because you're not actually having that critical conversation of Hey, what is it that you actually want? What's driving all of these, these like moments where you're frustrated or disappointed or things that you're really excited by, right? If you can have that clarity with each other, it's like, okay, all the cards are on the table. Now we know what we're working with and nothing should really be a surprise except for, you know, life circumstances that you can't foresee happening. But in your relationship, if you can do that, it, it's incredible, really.
0: The communication piece is is huge. And just piggybacking off of what you had talked about with couples who maybe didn't do this at the beginning. Yeah. No matter whether you're 80 or, you know, eight or 80, you Mm -hmm. can, you can start today. You can start now just because you haven't done it in the past doesn't mean you can't start. I mean, I share that in workshops that I do often that sometimes I don't know if it's that we feel this pressure from society or we make these assumptions or where we kind of get this thought or this energy comes from. But often, especially women, we reach a certain point in our life and we just think, you know what, it's probably too late for me. So Mm. I'm going to continue just doing what I'm doing. And oh, well. But man, we get one life, like we got one life at this. Mm -hmm. And especially if I'm spending it with someone like in the confines of a home and I'm raising kids with them, I want to know exactly what they're working towards achieving one, because I want to be their, their hype partner. Like I want to be the person that pumps them up. And you and I've talked about this. I think I shared shared with you that my husband is my accountability partner Mm -hmm. because he delivers that like tough love that even though I'm like, I really don't like you right now, but I know you're right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know you're telling me that because you love me, but it works for us. And actually that's what I need. I really need that. And, but I've had, I've had clients say that that would completely end in divorce for them. Like they would mm-hmm. just not be able to, that would never work for them. It would continue to just make the situation rockier, more more, more tense more frustrating and almost feeling like someone's always kind of like big brother, like looking, you know, watching, Mm -hmm. watching you. And I just reframe that as like, well, but we're together. We're around each other. He's the person I'm around the most. And I know I need him to keep me accountable because I don't know too many of my friends who are going to drive over to my house at five o'clock in the morning to wake me up, to get me out of bed, to do a workout, (laughs) but he will.
1: Yeah. But (laughs) but the important thing is that you asked for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think it's important to like honor that we're all different. Mm -hmm. So even like your husband's different than your past, you know, exes. And Mm -hmm. so I think if you're asking for it, then that's the culture that you're setting in your, your relationship. And that's totally fine. It doesn't have to work for anyone else. And I think that's the biggest point in this vision exercise is that It doesn't have to look like anyone else's. And you have Mm -hmm. to give yourself permission to challenge status quo, to challenge how you grew up and think, oh, my marriage doesn't have to look like my parents. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to look like your parents either. Okay. Well, what do we want ours to look like then? Right. I feel like a lot of people just kind of put themselves unintentionally into a box and they're like, oh, well, society says, or my friends have this kind of marriage. So like, it has to like, no, it doesn't. As long as it works for you
0: guys as a family, that's all that matters. Who mm-hmm. cares? I agree. And I, I think my question, or what kind of immediately comes to mind, is just a couple of things like throughout those conversations. How do you even start that conversation? Because I mean, I've been with my husband for so long, since I was 17. So, so before we even were thinking about marriage or anything like that, but we kind of always knew, I mean, from the moment I saw him, I knew I was going to marry him. Not that like the second question I asked him was how many kids do you want to have? But, but we (laughs) knew we had dated for five and a half years before we got married. So like, we knew we wanted to have kids. We knew like it, it was a natural progression over our dating life that led us to a lot of these types of vision goal setting for our family and our future family. But like, how do you even get started. Like what happens when someone says but I want like I like the way that my parents marriage was, but then you have a partner mm-hmm. maybe that's like no. Yeah. That's not going to that's not going to be for me.
1: Yeah. So that's a little challenging. I would still be open-minded because you don't when someone says something broad like that, you have no idea what exactly they mean, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want it to be like 100% like copy paste. Right. It could mean that they're thinking of like the better sides of their parents' marriage and maybe they don't notice the unhealthy sides because it's just become what's normal for them. Mm -hmm. And so try your best (laughs) to have a poker face, like try not to cringe because that could be really offensive and create some kind of like argument that you don't want to even get into. So you could ask like, okay, well, what about their relationship do you like? What do you, what do you admire about the relationship that you want in our relationship and kind of just drill down to specifics so that you, you don't like cast judgment before you even know exactly what he's saying. So having that curiosity so that you can have clarity is really, really key in this kind of big, big, big conversation, right? It's it's really easy to be like, oh shit, like,
0: Mm -hmm. I don't want
1: that. And then all of a sudden you're like, great. Who did I marry? This is my life. Like, we're doomed, right? So try not to jump to conclusions before you get that clarity. Ask questions and even ask, like, okay, well, what about what about that do you like? You know, what part of that? How does that how would that make you feel if we did that? Okay, well, this is how these are my concerns about that. Like trying to, you know, I kind of like (laughs) compare marriage a lot to like business, right? Like, you wouldn't tell a coworker or, like, your manager, like, everything that you're feeling and thinking, right? You kind of, like, pause and process how you feel and, and deliver it tactfully, okay? That's going to save your communication so much because coming from someone like me, I did not have, like, I sucked at communication <laughs> before learning all. Like, I learned the hard way and I really had to, like, do personal work to become who I am today and be able to show up as the partner I am today for my marriage. And as someone who like is very naturally reactive, right? Like I learned that from my parents. I really had to learn to slow down and the gift that it is to Mm -hmm. actually give myself space, because I believe that if I address it right now, that shows I care. But really, it's like, yeah. I'm throwing a a bomb into our relationship. And it's like, let's see how big this explodes. And I don't want to do that. Right. I, I,
0: gosh, there's so many parallels, I feel like, to uh, my growth and development and communication as well, because I have tended at times in, in our marriage, I think, to not necessarily like withhold things, but to do it as to just. Move things along, like mm-hmm. just not share so that it doesn't take up time and space and energy and effort. And, well, wait, you mean you feel that way? Like, oh, seriously, I just was like, you know, thinking it. So I'll hold it in. The problem is, and my middle child is like this, we're very similar in that we will harbor then all of those feelings and little bite sized communication pieces that we didn't share in the moment or that we let fester and then it all comes bubbling up and out and then it all hits at once mm-hmm. and then my poor husband is dealt with holy shit. what the hell <laughs> like this <happened>? you just, <laughs> yes you just <laughs> dropped everything on me from like 4 months ago like how far back does this go and how long do yep. i need to clear my schedule for because you just gave me so much i feel like i'm doing it because it's almost like I don't want to burden him with it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that in the moment. It's just best to be like, you know what? I'll get over it. I'm going to like harbor those feelings for like a minute, but then I'm, I'm going to get over it. But the thing is, is that the mind doesn't work that way. It starts no. to collect all of that until we can't yeah. take it anymore and there's no more space left and then we have to let it out. So like I said, I'm working, I've been working on that actively for a while now and I'm getting much better at it. I think the older that I get, I just have less. And honestly, the more that I build out my business and I have so much on my plate with that, I almost have to, it's, it's, it's forced me to address those Mm -hmm. little things that are bothering me. Just not necessarily in the moment in a reactive state, but just address it to be like, Hey, You know, I really need to talk to you about this because I've been meaning to, and instead of letting it build and fester and grow until I blow up or I shut down or any emotion after that, let me just get it out there so that you and I can work through it. You know what
1: that kind of reminds me of is, you know, when you try and teach your kid, Hey, when you play with something, put it away before you play with something new. And then Mm -hmm. what happens they don't. they don't like if you're not consistent yeah. about like mm-hmm. getting on them to to create that habit mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you can no longer walk through your living room and then you lose your shit and you're like okay nobody can play until this living room is cleaned up and then what happens yep. they get really overwhelmed because there's so much but if it was just that one thing and we stuck by it to support them through building that habit it wouldn't be so overwhelming because it's just like, oh, it's just Candyland. Okay. Versus, oh, it's Candyland and these monster trucks and these Legos and da, 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 da. It's like, oh, and man, the kinetic shut down. Sand I don't want to do it. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. All of it. Right. All of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like the same thing. We think we are helping them, but really we are setting them up for failure and mm-hmm it it eats at us inside too. It's so it's not fair for anyone really.
0: Mm-hmm. I know exactly. And, and, and really this parlays too, in just our own individual goals and dreams mm-hmm. as a couple, because to your point, if we're, if we're holding those in and not sharing what we want to achieve with ourselves and with our partner, then it just continues to culminate into A lack of, you know, you start withdrawing, you start holding things in. And so that, that is one piece that I've been pretty, always been pretty vocal about is are the goals that I'm working on. But that's because I'm aligned in that way. Feelings are something that I've had to manage and work on expressing those a little bit more freely. I am always like, I love you. You're amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I adore you. I cherish you. Like those come easy to me. It's the harder emotions when I maybe feel hurt or feel ignored or feel like he's just busy and I want time because my love language is quality the time.
1: vulnerability.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are the emotions yes. that I, I have ta- I have a hard time placing and, and, and addressing in a timely manner. And those are the ones typically that then build up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough to be vulnerable if you're not used to it, if it wasn't welcomed when you grew up. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because I – even though I didn't – like, I rarely heard I love you, I definitely didn't have a safe space to express my emotions if they were uncomfortable to anyone else, right? It was very much like, you know, you were a pageant girl, like, smile, everything's (laughs) great, right? But if I was frustrated or angry, annoyed, any kind of attitude, anything uncomfortable – It was like, get it together, you know, like, don't do that. And of course, you know, my parents did their best. They probably didn't have the space for that either. Like no one had time for that, but I didn't want that to be true for my kids. And so I've had to do a lot of work on myself because, you know, it starts with us or the parents we, mm-hmm. we set the tone, we set the the stage for them to thrive in. And so I really had to get comfortable with expressing my emotions, even though I had no idea how I didn't even know how I felt. I just knew I didn't like it. Right. And in order for me to create a safe space for them to feel like they can express themselves, I had to get comfortable with my emotions and being able to express them to my husband and kind of like work through the challenge of, being vulnerable cuz it is so raw. It's almost like I want you to see me, but also I don't want to have to do the work for you to see me cuz then I feel really exposed and and I don't know if I'm worthy of, mm-hmm. you know, of someone supporting or or what mm-hmm. if you react in a way that is going to end up feeling more painful than me just holding on to mm-hmm. the disappointment and and the resentment, right? Mm-hmm. But with practice, like it does get easier, so much easier. And the conversations with your spouse get to get deeper. And you can tell just from how your kids communicate with you, like how they're able to verbalize and articulate how they feel, what they want. And you can sit there and be a safe space for their like explosive, big, big feelings and be like, wow, I'm really changing the landscape of the future generations here because I'm not trying to shush them or tell them it's okay. And, you know, doing anything I can to expedite them getting mm-hmm. back to like a neutral place. Right. I'm really just like allowing them to sit in their feelings and be with it.
0: And I don't think that's something we, when I say we, our generation, I think generationally, we are the ones changing a lot of that for our yeah. children because I talked to too, too many people my age and older that there wasn't space for that. And it's not that, and I don't, I don't fault. And listen, I always could share with my mom. Like my mom and I are super close. We share everything. We disagree with each other all the time, but like, I mean, I, you know, she's, she's, she's my gal. She's my person, but I don't know if they were equipped with that. Like we just, we know so much more about parenting and about having those open conversations and Listen, I'm sure that in 20 years when my daughter has a podcast and says talks about her crazy life growing up and my mom always made me make these vision boards and talk about my goals and was <laughs> constantly pushing me to talk about my goals and like I just want to live my life, you know. So, I'm sure that there's some type of damage that I'm 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 imparting on them. But I just say that, you know, as we get older, we get to make those decisions for ourselves how we yes. want to manage our lives just because things happen to us when we were younger doesn't mean we have to reciprocate those. And we really can be the change that we want to see in our relationships in our friendships and everything, even though we didn't have the same given to us, we yes. actually can make it better. And that's really so much in that conversation of creating the vision for your life is that that's what is so empowering because you get the the ability to decide. You Mm -hmm. control so much more than than you give yourself credit for. You can control your attitude, your perspective, your approach. You can control your thoughts, the way you think about things, your abilities, your dislikes, your likes. And what something I keep kind of hearing you say too, is that we really need to get to know ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves for other people because it's really hard to then share a vision collectively if I don't even know what I'm working for individually.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And a, and a big part of that is actually getting to know yourself so well that you're willing to take ownership of the gaps, right? Your own personal gaps. I think it's easy to look mm. outwards and be like, Oh, yes. you're not feeling this. You're not measuring up to this, but how many of us are actually looking in the mirror and be like, okay, where are my gaps? Right? Like for me, it was, it was literally emotional intelligence and communication and taking personal responsibility for how I felt. And one of my favorite quotes, which I will probably butcher that I have come across is like, Hey, you may not be responsible for how you ended up, you know, how you are now, but Mm -hmm. you are definitely responsible for who you become. So if you can just acknowledge, yeah, I suck at communication. Yeah, I suck with my emotions. Cool. There are so many resources, myself included, for you to change that. And it can be an empowering thing rather than a, woe is me. I wasn't taught this growing up, so my life is screwed. Mm, No, like, okay, you weren't taught this. Sorry. I wish it was different for you.
0: And
1: what are you going to do about it?
0: And YouTube and Google and right? all of the search engines are phenomenal resources. There are therapists. I, yes, I think the whole world needs a therapist right now, but with everything <laughs> going on, yes. but. But especially in relationships, it is not ever that sign of just because you go to therapy doesn't mean your relationship is falling apart and it's deteriorating. I actually think that, honestly, I think that more like churches and more, you know, more marriage, you know, counselors should actually enter the picture before. And, and you might have an opinion one way or another. I'm sure you want to be there from like day one as it's like yeah. getting set up so that we actually can build a stronger foundation for, for our lives because No, I I firmly, I strongly believe we have someone who is like very in love with their husband, but has definitely weathered the storm, the ups and downs and like the times when we weren't sure we were going to make it. And we're like, we're at like, we're at a crossroads. What are we going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I believe so strongly that if we can set ourselves up for those types of conversations or tools or resources. So we know who to lean on so that it doesn't drag out, you know, so that we can get over that period. Cause I firmly believe no one enters marriage saying, well, if this one doesn't work out, like, got a few more, you know, opportunities in my life to to make it happen. I think we always, you know, all of us walk down that aisle or, you know, as men, we wait at the end of the aisle for our other, you know, our, our partner or spouse, whatever, you know, whoever's waiting for you at the end, that's the happiest day of your life. Like you, you, you see everything out before you, it's like the sky's the limit and you're doing Mm -hmm. things together. You're doing life together. So I actually want to pivot if you don't mind, because that kind of leads me to my next question. Yeah. What happens, and I say this, I don't want to tie this so loosely to, to, to I don't want to like denigrate the content, but at the same time, like I talk often in, in goal setting about how your mind can change and like what, mm-hmm. what might be a goal of yours today? Well, you could exhaust all options and realize, well, this goal just isn't working for me. So I need to like, yeah. you know, cut and run, figure out, but I'm going to replace it with another goal. In marriage though, how does that work when you have a changed mind or even a changed heart and maybe, and not necessarily that about each other, because I don't want it to be necessarily like we get into like the divorce conversation, but I mean, I'm sure you can shed some light on that too. But like when it comes to those goals and dreams that you have as a couple, and then someone says... I don't want to hike all 50, whatever national parks or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. I thought I did 10 years ago, but I've grown as a person and I don't even like nature. What happens then? (laughs) (laughs) I will never hike parks. I don't even know where that came from. I love hiking. So that
1: works for me. I actually do want to visit all the national parks eventually. Yeah, I mean, we get to change our minds. That's the beauty of being human, right? We're not stuck living a certain way. But if your goals change, let it right? Like you are a dynamic person. It, the the whole purpose of life isn't to box yourself in. So it can change. It is like a work in progress always. This is not like, okay, we're going to write this document and it is going to be laminated and it can't be touched. <laughs> and it can't be ever updated. Like that's not the point. The point is to have a North Star to work towards. And if, if that North Star needs to pivot, pivot. <laughs> Right. And, and if it affects your marriage, well, you have to decide, is the marriage, like, is the idea of marriage more important to me than my own personal happiness? I have my own opinions about that. Like, I, I am actually, as a marriage coach, I'm actually not pro marriage. I am pro every individual being happy, living their best life. Now, with that said, in a marriage, it does like include some level of compromise, right? Mm-hmm. But also, if you want to do something, go do it. You don't always have to have your partner there with you. You could find other people to do it with you. Like, Marriage is not about spending 100% of the time together. Actually, it's very healthy for you to have time on your own with your own people because that's what brings newness into the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. brings something fun to talk about and... And then you're not kind of just like stuck day in, day out. Same thing every day, rinse and repeat, right? We need some freshness brought into the marriage and that's a great way to do that. So don't feel like you have to put all this pressure. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) It just came to me. Your partner is not meant to be your everything. (laughs) Okay, like they are not. That's a lot of pressure to put on someone. You are not their everything. They are not your everything. Okay, so if they don't want to do something that you like, go do it with somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. If like you, there are plenty of things you can do together and nurture the relationship, but you get to have your own hobbies. It's not like if you like knitting, they have to also like knitting and join the knitting circle with you. Like, come on. (laughs) Right. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> my, my husband golfs every Saturday. I am a huge fan of him doing that because I know he needs that time. He ne- you know he needs that. That's, his, that's his, a stress relief for him, plus, he enjoys it. I, you know, I've gone with him sometimes just to hang out, and it's okay. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, I do it because I enjoy being with him. I enjoy like, you know, spending time with him doing something that he loves, but I have no clue. I'm like I don't know what iron. I don't even like. What are you asking me? You yeah, know, at that point, he's just like, never mind. I'll get it myself.
1: Can I just sit on the in the cart?
0: In the cart? Me? Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm literally here as just like I'm just your trophy wife. Like, come on. Like, I'm just <laughs> I am just along for the fun and the cart girl who brings me drinks. So there you go. That's the only thing I'm here for, and maybe to get some steps in, but. But I do enjoy it and I don't go with him, you know, that often, maybe a few times a year, but still those, those times are fun and we want to support each other in that. And then I think, you know, similarly, there are things that I have hobbying my husband. I, I love networking. We were actually talking about this before before we hit record, but... I enjoy networking. I mean, I don't enjoy it like that much, but I do enjoy meeting new people. I love striking up conversations with random strangers, just getting to know them. That's like hell on earth for my husband. You know, he like has his people, I'm not saying that he he does it, he absolutely does it, but to like actively go out and do it outside of his work industry, I think just yeah, would kill all of his like joy and enthusiasm for oh, life. totally, would, like,
1: my husband's he- the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he goes, he's, like, allergic insane. to
1: talking to people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he, he has to, like, <laughs> order food at a restaurant, like, over the phone, he's like, you do it. <laughs> like, even something simple as that. He's like, can you do it? I just – I don't want to. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't need to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he and he does. Like, he will do that. Actually, he will order for all of us, which is – I'm like, yes, thank you. Awesome. But, but I think it's just more that that's not – that like sucks the joy out of his life. Yeah. You know, it's like going and like making small talk with people that because I just don't, he's just like, he always says like his friend card is full, you know, like he's got enough friends that is it's like, he's, you know, sure. he's just, he's like, I'm not really like, I'm, I'm happy. He's like, I'm content. I'm happy. I play my golf. I do my stuff. Like, I don't want to speak for him, but like, he's a really great guy. I'm just saying that it. it's just, we just have different interests. Like for me, I come alive when I'm in a group of people that I don't know. It's almost like, my version of tetris like wh- where can i like you know You're
1: extroverted
0: yes yes and and he is much more reserved than i am which yeah. is why we go to together very well but when he gets around you know the people that he's very comfortable with that he has grown and built relationships with over time because my husband really is truly like i love deep connection as well but i think it is one of his core value sets it's mm-hmm. one of mine too in the sense that I really, truly want to get to understand people and like know them. But I also am totally fine. Like having that surface level conversation with someone like, Oh my gosh, like you like that too. I love that as well. Mm -hmm. Like that's amazing. And that's just not his cup of tea. So, but that's why we, that's why we go well together.
1: Yeah. And, and it's nice to leverage each other's strengths, right? Because there's value in you being extroverted and there's value in him being introverted. Right. And, I think with the vision, we have to honor that. That's why like, in I have actually a free masterclass that teaches you how to do this and, and the importance of having this conversation, right? You do it and he does it. And then mm. you guys come together and talk about it, right? So it, it very much is supposed to honor your individual pads. And then you kind of like figure out where does it converge? And then let's spend some more time um, expanding on that while also honoring, okay, well we each need our own time so what does that look like in the grand scheme of things with our family right like how can we support Mm -hmm. each other like how you support your husband to go golfing i'm sure he supports you to go off and you know go to these events and and speak and you know do your thing Mm -hmm. it it all goes hand in hand
0: it does and it has to be that to me is that true partnership Mm -hmm. where you are you know in it together and you know we don't We're not both all operating at a hundred percent all of the time, either with our crazy schedules and everything. And I think there are times when we just pick up on those cues. And as long as we've been together, it's like, I just, I know when he needs extra help and when he just needs me to be a little bit more patient with him and vice versa. And I think that was all part of us building out this vision consistently every year outlining and understanding, okay, what are some goals that we want to achieve with the family? You know, what's our summer bucket list going to look like when it gets to, you know, May, June, and the kids are out of school. What are our like crazier, busier times of year? When do we want to retire? Okay. Where do we want to retire? I mean, like those are the questions we're asking ourselves now. And, and I can honestly say that I don't think we really thought about it. We, we did passively or we'd throw out like, oh, let's move to Hawaii when we get older, you know, not really understanding what that looks like or what that even means, yeah. just kind of throwing things out there. But now that we're inching up towards, you know, that expiration date, you start to think about those things in more real time and and trying to understand, well, how do we bring this to fruition? And if we have this goal, then what does this actually look like? So what are those conversations like as things kind of progress with the couples that you work with? What does some of those like, conversations look like when two people are coming together and maybe have never even discussed these things?
1: Yeah, I think it really is like an exploration Exploration. Wow. <laughs> it really is an explorative process of you first, like giving yourself permission to be able to like dream up and actually put pen to paper on, okay, this is actually what I want. Right. I think that's like a really, really big piece that a lot of us, especially as women, don't give ourselves permission to do. We're like, oh, things are fine. I have so much to be grateful for. Okay, well, you can feel grateful and want more. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful, right? It just means that you have goals and aspirations. That is a good thing to have. It's good to have direction in your life. And then, you know, kind of like figure out, okay, well, how does this look like? Can we get creative in being able to accommodate both what you want and what I want? Can we get creative about, oh, maybe it's a new solution that we both didn't see, but it actually works for both of us, right? It becomes this collaborative process where you're brainstorming with each other rather than like, well, I want to live by the mountains and you want to live by the water. You know, there are places that have both, right? Like Mm. within like an hour drive, like, That's what I love about being in California. We have all these like microclimates that we can like quickly Mm, get to.
0: You really do. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fantastic place in my.
1: I'm biased, but yeah, (laughs) I agree. But yeah, I mean, it's all about being open-minded and and figuring out how can we make this work for us? Or maybe it's like, okay, well, how about while we raise kids, we live in this place because they have a better school district. Uh, And then when we retire, then we can have our time in that space, right? There's so much flexibility and and room for you to be able to honor both of your desires. It just like take the time to have the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. This is the one conversation you don't wanna skimp on, the one conversation you don't wanna just like, okay, well, let's just like figure it out later. And and then you don't have it, right? And then that's where all those like little Mm -hmm. baby or maybe big arguments come up and you're like, this totally could have been prevented because we weren't proactive about it, right? We're just having it when it comes up and what happens when that happens? Your emotions are heightened and it's just like an ugly situation. But if you're about, if you're able to have this type of conversation when nothing's going on, right? Everything's calm, cool, collected. And it's more of like this, like, it's like attending your own marriage workshop, but in your own home or wherever you want to have this fun conversation, you could turn it into a date. You know, you can go to Starbucks or wherever and really like, okay. What do we want to do? It's like it, it's meant to be something exciting to work towards, not like, oh, gosh, I'm afraid to hear your answer. It's like, well, what if the answers are the same? How yeah. good would that feel that like, oh, I can actually share with you this is what I want because you also want that? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's like, what's that movie? Is it Step Brothers? Or like, do we just be- become best friends?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I actually was thinking earlier, the movie The Breakup popped into my head when Mm -hmm. you were talking about the lack of communication and not like saying things and assuming that like your partner's going to know. And yeah, I just, I was thinking about that because I'm like, oh my goodness. I think it was around the part that you were talking because you said something that really has stuck with me throughout our entire conversation because you said, you know, allow that curiosity to provide you clarity. Mm And I, oh my goodness, that that really resonates with me when it comes to just not even just my marriage, but just my my relationships, my friendships, my relationships with my children, you know, because I, I sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get information out of them. So the more that yes. I can be curious about what it is they, they like, they want, they dislike that they're working towards and just ask those questions, it's going to provide me a clearer line of understanding to what it is they're working towards. So I really appreciate you sharing that, but you're right because- the scene that popped into my head was when she's there arguing and he's like, but I don't want to do the dishes. And she's like, but I want you to do the dishes. He's like, okay, so you want me to do the dishes? She's like, well, I want you to want to do the dishes. Just <laughs> yeah. like, But he's like, but I'm never going to want to do the dishes. Like I'm yes. never going to want to do that crap. You know? So, so why are you even like having, like, why are you, you're setting yourself up for failure right there already yes. and disappointment because I'm never going to want to do that. I will do it lovingly if you ask me to, but like it's never going to be something I'm going to walk over there and do. And those are the things that hilariously, I think, become just those small things that build over time when that lack of vision or lack of, you know, communication, which I feel are both interchangeable in this conversation, don't happen. You know, when we're not consistently sharing, this is what's going on. You know, we we plan weekly as a family. We know where everyone's going to be, who's picking them up, dropping them off, who's taking you know someone to the airport, who's picking them up, or are they Ubering home? What do we have on the docket for the weekend? You know, there's just there's just a lot that happens in our lives that we have to communicate, but we also have to continue sharing what that vision looks like. And sometimes yeah. the vision is just making it from week to week.
1: Totally. And, and even that you have a lot of power over, right? Like if you know, you're going to have a busy day, you know how you're going to feel. So how can you set yourself up for success? So like your vision can be as granular as week to week. Like for us, I found myself like really recognizing that on our busy days, which is like when the kids have jujitsu, I'm like toast right? But it's important for me to cook dinner for my kids and my family, my husband. And so I was putting all this like undue, unnecessary pressure on myself to like make these like elaborate meals because I'm also a foodie. So like, I don't like to eat the same things all the time. But then I had to really ask myself, I'm like, okay, what is more beneficial for us as a whole? For me to like get that fix of not eating the same thing again, or for dinner time to be simple, for us to actually be mm-hmm. able to regenerate our energy to connect over dinner time. Yeah. I don't want to be like unavailable, like nobody talks, stop doing this and da da da. Like, I want to be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, what was the best part of your day? What's something that you learned? What was hard? I want to have those like really deep conversations with them to really get some insight into how their day was, because we hardly see them now that they're in school. Like we don't know what's going on. We're not the people that spend the most time with them anymore. Mm -hmm. And so all we get is what they give us. And so if we can create an opportunity for them to shed some more light on what's going on, like, I'm going to want to do that. And so now on those days where they go to jujitsu, dinners are super easy, like frozen Costco meatballs in the oven with some noodles and pasta sauce, boom, you know, like that's it. And having that vision of like who I want to be as a mom, as a wife, really helped me get there instead of like putting that pressure like, oh, well, my mom cooked like, you know, things from scratch every day. And so that's the expectation for me. That's what it looks like to be a good mom. Well, to me, being a good mom means being present and that we don't have to be on our A game every single freaking day.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's a huge hurdle that a lot of people have to overcome in the goal setting space as well when it comes to creating that vision. Is that perfection Mm -hmm. versus the progress? Just are we, are you making a little progress? I'm not asking you to be perfect And to your point, and women, women, we do it to ourselves so often. We're so good Mm -hmm. at doing that to ourselves, saying and putting this pressure that like no one else really, I mean, society, whatever, social media, whatnot. But when you're in the comfort of your home, do what you got to do. Like no one is watching you saying you didn't, you know, make a perfect meal. And then when you do make a perfect meal, if you want to snap a picture of that and put it on Instagram, then go do it to make yourself feel better. But who cares? Yes. Like your kids are fed at the end of the day. They're mm-hmm. fed and you, you said it best. You're choosing presence and being there for them to ask those questions, to lean into their day, to understand what they're going through. And if, and if allowing you to be able to do that means the Costco meal, which we've already discovered our shared <laughs> love of Costco. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Costco, (laughs) but not in the way that I think most people think. (laughs) It is an exclusive clothing membership. (laughs) That's right. We we pay the big bucks for the Costco clothes, (laughs) both Michelle and I do. (laughs) Now we're going to be forced to start this Costco page, this shared Costco page, where we share all of our amazing finds. So... (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes our, our meals look like kids, like our kids having cereal and us eating leftovers. I mean, if that's what you gotta do to feel like your battery is gonna be recharged, then go do it. Like, they're gonna, It's not like they're having cereal every freaking day. Right? Right. Like and plus to them, they're like, ooh, we get to have cereal. You're the best parents ever.
0: Breakfast for dinner? This is so cool. How innovative. Yeah.
1: Exactly. (laughs) They were reinventing
0: things. Yes.
1: Let yourself be human, right? Mm -hmm. Let yourself make life easier, however it looks like for you. You don't have to measure up to this like insane, unsustainable vision that you have of how life works. Like you get to, you get to decide, you get to pivot when, when you feel like it, it serves you
0: best and
1: just, you know,
0: take care of you. Mm-hmm. You said it best earlier. You said what works for you. You got to find what works for you. And I'm a firm believer of that. And every aspect of our life, we have to find what works best for us because that's when we're going to get the best result. When we find what works for us, we're more engaged. We're more open, more we're more we are more willing. We push through our fears easier because we have found what works for us. And that that honestly applies to so much of our life. What we're passionate about, what you know, the the charitable causes that we want to become involved in. When we find something that truly aligns with who we are in our core and our spirit, then it makes everything we do from there so much more intentional and more meaningful. And in a relationship, especially in marriage and in relationships, they're already complex because, as you mentioned earlier, we're, we are dynamic individuals. We, we're mm-hmm. human. So that in and of itself brings about a unique set of individual characteristics and upbringing, nature versus nurture, environmental, you know, tendencies or differences. I mean, cultural differences, you know I mean? That, that's the other... I mean, we can have a whole other podcast episode on just cultural differences and kind of defining what that vision looks like. Do you want your child learning multiple languages? Do you want them, you know, when religion is involved, like what do all of these questions look like? Do you want to raise them, you know, one religion? How do, you know, how do those come together? I mean, I know what worked for my husband and I, but it's going to look different for everyone and you've got to find out and figure out what works best for, for you
1: could not agree more. I took your (laughs) 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 words.
0: Yes. Just such so impactful, so powerful. Okay. So switching, pivoting to the the last, my last question, talk to us about your course, because I know that you help couples get set up for success so they can create this vision and like start themselves on the path to success from the, from the get go.
1: Yeah. So this is actually a really awesome frame masterclass, which is titled the number one conversation married couples need to have, but aren't. So I will share the link, but it's, it's a really quick, easy exercise where you get to go through what we just talked about on this mm-hmm. on this podcast episode i walk you through why it's important to have this conversation what it can lead to as well as you get to like do this fun visualization exercise with me and you get a workbook where you can fill out your answers and really just compare like okay well Here's mine, here's yours and and facilitate that really powerful conversation between you and your spouse so that you can get on the same page, establish your goals, make it really clear and figure out, okay, how do we do this? How do we make this work? What's it look like for us? And I'm really excited to share this because again, like literally the most important conversation you mm-hmm. should be having in your marriage. Everything else needs to come like next because this is what truly like sets the backbone of your Mm -hmm. marriage or the framework. And just go have it, go check it out. I don't have nothing else to say. (laughs) Just go do
0: it. Yes. Yes. That's a perfect do the dang goal to create for other people. Just go do it. Just go do it. Which leads me to my question for you. What is your do the dang goal?
1: Oh, I love this. So my goal is to continue. So this year, actually, I'm finally making it a priority to take care of my health. And so fun fact about me is what kicked me off into this personal development journey is actually a breakup and diving into yoga and falling in love with it so much that I actually became certified as a yoga instructor. This was many, many years ago, like probably 10 years ago.
0: Oh, wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. But I let myself lose myself in motherhood. And, you know, I prioritize family ahead of myself. And I'm proud to say I am now back to consistently practicing it. And it has been such a game changer for my mental health, my physical health. I'm noticing I'm more motivated and inspired in my business. I feel more present with my family. I just feel better overall. And so that is my goal is to continue, like, you know sticking with taking care of my health and really just making sure that I'm here for as long as I possibly can be for my marriage and for my kids and my business to be honest I love my business I love coaching
0: <laughs> I can tell it comes through in just how passionate you are about discussing this because we've had several conversations by this point of just what it is that we do and how much we want to help people and and that always comes through and is very present in our conversations, just how much this work is so meaningful to you. And that's why I encourage everyone that's listening, even if you've been married for 50 years, even if you, if you just met some guy that you think you might like <laughs> and could see a future with, go check out Michelle's course, the number one conversation couples need to have, but aren't. It is so vital, so crucial, just like you would plan out the vision for your life individually to meet that partner, because I have worked with several women and men who have said one of their goals was to meet their life partner. And they're actively working on that. It a, was a part of their vision board because... We have those goals for ourselves. we We want to find someone who complements us, who we can spend our time in our life with, build a life with, build a family with, or whatever you know, build a business with, et cetera. You name it. So just like we would spend the amount of time building that out, getting to finding that person, getting to that point, we then the work doesn't just end because we found the person. We actually have to dig in more, right?
1: Mm-hmm. yep even to that point where you say, I do like a lot of us like, oh, that's the buildup. That's the best day of my life. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not meant to be. That is just a start of another chapter and an end of another. Right. And so with this like vision exercise, you're able to actually build that hope back up into, okay, well, what's next? Right. There's always a what's next. And I have worked with one of my clients is actually a grandma. She's got like a grown child who's like probably my age or a little younger who who has a child. And so it literally is never too late. And she's even been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We've already celebrated, you know, our 40th or whateverth anniversary. And I'm already seeing changes just from our work together. So it's like really cool to be like, yeah, it's literally never too late. And look at her, like she's making it happen.
0: I love that. That's awesome. And you just exactly what we were saying earlier, it's never too late. I mean, like no matter how old you are, like you can absolutely have this vision. I love, love, love that. I think that's the perfect way to kind of wrap things up and for you to be able to share where people can find you because no matter what age you are, no matter where or what stage or phase or age of life you are, you need to find Michelle. You need to connect with her. You need to go through this course and understand how your relationship can improve and you can create that vision with your with your partner. So where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so since you're listening to this, go hop on over to my podcast. It's called the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. And I also love to hang out in my Facebook group that's a private group for married moms who want to have that marriage where there's open communication and you know how to get through things as a team and be able to connect and I'm also on Instagram under Michelle Perda Coaching wherever you find me, I'd be happy to connect with you, say hi, let me know what you love most about this episode and Yeah. I'd like to get to know you.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yes. I am so thankful that we took the time today to chat with you, to learn a little bit more about this conversation that is so necessary and imperative and important for couples to have. And I am so excited for couples to reach out to you and the ones that you are working with because you're just helping people with such a a crucial conversation. And, and I think that we're going to start to see relationships thriving a lot more when we do have these conversations. So thank you so much for helping couples create the vision for their life and setting them on that path, giving them the tools necessary and so that they can then work with their families and kids when they have children and they can do the same. And we start to grow generationally. We've got just better equipped couples to handle all of life's challenges, goals, everything together.
1: That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.